Welcome to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. According to the History Channel, Juneteenth is the commemoration of June 19, 1865, when federal troops arrived in Galveston, Texas, to take control of the state and ensure all slaves were free. Legislation establishing Juneteenth as a federal holiday was signed into law by President Joe Biden on June 17, 20. 21, just two days before last year's commemoration. It had been established as a state holiday in Texas in 1980, but is the federalization of Juneteenth a good thing? Please welcome the host of the African History Network show on 910 AM in Detroit, Michael Lamotep. Hi, Michael. Welcome back. Hey, Tammy. Thanks for having me. Author and civil rights activist, Dr. Carl B. Mack. Hi, Dr. Mack. How you doing, sis? Good. Philanthropist Freddie Taylor is with us. Hi, Freddie. Hello. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. And community and influencer marketing manager Eric Ford is aboard. Hi, Eric. Hi. How are you doing? I have to ask this question because it's how we kick off the show. It's how we kick off the business of being Black with Tammy Mack. Why should Black people care if Juneteenth is a holiday or not? Eric, kick things off for us. Why should Black people care? Who? I think black people should care because it affects all of us. Um, as someone who is from Houston, Texas and have ancestors from that era of Juneteenth, to me, it's, it's always been a part of my life. It's always been a part of my story. Um, and I think it's always good for black people to understand the different diversities that we have uh, within our community and understand the different, the different storylines that come with that, so. Dr. Mack. Uh, as a celebration for the folks in Texas, absolutely. As a national holiday to commemorate the end of America's original sin, historically inaccurate and an insult to our ancestors. Oh, wow. We're going to circle back to that for sure. An insult to our ancestors to make it a holiday federally. Okay, Michael, how you feel? Why should Black people care about Juneteenth? Well, we should care about Juneteenth because it connects us to the history of the Civil War Reconstruction 1865, 1877 has a direct impact on what's going on today with voter suppression bills, the, the racism that we see today. Uh, this is the only uh, federal holiday that deals with slavery, but it's something, but what's very, very important is that for us to correct the history of Juneteenth and protect the history of Juneteenth, because there's a lot of information that I saw that came out last year that was incorrect dealing with uh, the history of Juneteenth and slavery ending. So it celebrates freedom and we need to uh, celebrate that, but also we need to teach the real history of Juneteenth and, and the history of this country as well. Yeah, Black American history uh, within the confines of American history certainly gets a uh, backseat to any other piece of American history. So I do believe uh, mm -hmm. we need to protect it and definitely make sure that not just Black people know about what Black people did in America, but what Americans uh, know about what Black people mean and contribute to the history of America. Freddie, why should Black people care about Juneteenth as a federal holiday or not? Well, I love what everyone is saying, but I believe that it's important for us to recognize it as a federal holiday because slavery was a federal program here in the country. It was backed and sanctioned by the government. Mm -hmm. uh, so then having a yearly apology and an understanding, a wider understanding of the plight that our ancestors have been through, I feel like is important. 
uh, and this is a step in that direction, but I think we need to control the narrative a bit, uh, as uh, Mr. Imhotep alluded to. Now, you say uh, a yearly apology. I've yet to hear America apologize for slavery, Freddie. I'm coming at you with that one. I I agree with that. But the acknowledgement that they've been doing us wrong, uh, I guess we have to take that as a baby step because they're clearly not making that full out apology. But the acknowledgement is important, I think, uh, as we continue to build our fight for reparations. We still haven't been repaired as a people. uh, And this federal acknowledgement is a step in that direction. At least I like the dream. Dr. Mack, how you feel about that? Um, listen, everything that everybody's saying, I, I get that. But you're dancing around the issue. If, we're want, if we want to talk about a national holiday to celebrate the, the America acknowledging its original sin, and we must be clear, the original sin for this country has been slavery. So see, unlike Christmas, nobody knows when little baby Jesus was born. They just chose December 25th and said that's the day he was born. But the end to America's original sin, it is absolutely known what that day is. And that day is not June 19th, uh, 1865. And the problem that I have with it is uh, Brother Michael said that we must protect the integrity of the history of Juneteenth. Because, see, what has been told and the reason why Juneteenth became a national holiday, let's be very clear. This was a knee jerk reaction to what happened on May 25th, 2020, when Derek Chauvin had his knee on George Floyd's neck and murdered him. And the Lord had it where America was sitting down quietly. And now everybody got to hear and understand why we were in an outrage over Trayvon Martin, Eric Garner, Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland, go down the list. And now it culminated on May 25th with that boy's, with, with that white boy's uh, knee on George Floyd's neck. And what happened as a result of that? The largest protest in the history of this nation took place. 26 million people took to the streets of America. And as a reaction to it, They threw in Juneteenth and they threw it in in the most erroneous way, historically speaking, you can imagine, which is they kept the information away from those blacks for two and a half years. Wrong. They were the last blacks enslaved. Wrong. This is why I have a problem with it. Now, do I have a problem with celebrating the liberation of any black folks from chattel slavery? Absolutely not. Do I have a problem with celebrating Juneteenth? Absolutely not. But if you are going to have a national federal holiday to acknowledge America's original sin, there is but one date that that day should have been. And that's December 6th, 1865. Because so, Michael, of- let me ask you, um, do you agree with that? Because, Michael, you said that we should have it as a federal holiday to protect and to correct uh, the, the slavery of black people. Are we giving people the correct information when we make Juneteenth a holiday and not the day that all slaves were freed? Because honestly, Juneteenth is the day. I I mean, come on. Juneteenth, 1865 was not the day that slaves were freed. And that's a fact. It was it was the day that the folks in Texas found out. That's a a big difference. So so this goes back to me saying that when uh, I spent like Juneteenth 2021, I spent half the time cussing at the TV, listening to white reporters get the history wrong. Okay, so the history has to be corrected and protected. One of the good things about Juneteenth being a federal holiday is because it forces a national conversation about a history that Republicans are passing laws and state legislatures to suppress the teaching of that history with these anti-critical race theory laws. So 
June, Juneteenth commemorates June 19, 1865, when Major General Gordon Granger uh, delivers two uh, enslaved Africans in Galveston, Texas, General Order Number 3, which is delivering the Emancipation Proclamation. And that was the agreed upon date to celebrate because they go through a number of days and deliver general order number three. It wasn't just that date. There's about 250,000 enslaved Africans in, in Texas, okay? So uh, you're still gonna have Africans who were kept in uh, slavery in Texas the following year. One of them was a white woman named Martha Gibb, okay? History.com has an article dealing with this, dealing with how the, uh, the involvement of white women in slavery was much greater than people thought. And, and uh, Professor Stephanie E. Jones Rogers deals with this in her book, They Were Her Property, 1850, 1860, looking at records, et cetera, about 40% um, of slave owners in this country were white women. So December 6, 1865 is when the 13th Amendment was ratified by Georgia. And that's when you know, slaves were legally free because you had to amend the Constitution. Yeah, so, I oftentimes find it interesting yeah. how people think that slavery ended in 1863 or 1865. It right. continued because where would the slaves have gone? Uh, there were uh, loiter laws that didn't even allow them to stand on a street corner without being taken to jail. So where do you go? How do you live once you discover that you are freed? Sister Mac, I have to disagree with you. See, listen, there is a difference between chattel slavery and oppression. That is a difference. Chattel slavery, it is without question, chattel slavery ended on December 6, 1865, when Georgia ratified the 13th Amendment. But see, here's the thing that Brother Michael and maybe the most of you are missing. I'm not talking about just what happened in Texas. See, mm -hmm. if we want to talk about, and Brother Michael, you talked about bringing in the Civil War. Here's what has yeah. got to be remembered. When Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation on January 1st, 1863, it basically said three things. Number one, mm -hmm. those enslaved in the states in rebellion against the Union are hereby free, of which he had no authorization as far as the Confederacy was formed, but that's Correct. a little bit later. Number two, it said that for those border states, and it was four of them, Maryland, Missouri, Kentucky, and Delaware. Kentucky and Delaware, I need you to pay attention to. And then the fifth one became West Virginia, which became a state after the Civil War. He said, as far as he's concerned, as far as the nation is concerned, y'all keep that little slavery party going in those four border states. Now, the problem is this, that when the war ended, Granger goes into Galveston on June 19th and he issues general order number three. On June 20th, slavery was still legal in this country, but more importantly, slavery was still practiced in Kentucky and Delaware. And in Kentucky and Delaware, there well, were- It sounds like Dr. Mack, you actually do. It sounds like Dr. Mack, you actually do agree with me that slavery still existed. No, yes, I do. But what I'm saying is after, after December 6, 1865, where I disagree is this. In this country, it was illegal to have slavery. I'm saying to you that slavery was legal up until December 6, 1865. You know, that's just like any crime in this country. You I want to get Freddie in on this crime. real quick, Dr. Mac. Freddie, um, how do you feel about this? Uh, I like what the brother is saying. You know, I mean, he's telling the truth about the history and making sure that we're getting it right. I think it's real important that we do that. Um, so I, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm on board with the brother. Okay. But, but Tammy, what, let me just make this one last point. See, what I'm saying is this. See, brother Michael said that every year it would force a conversation. I'm saying to you, you can't remember 9-11 on 9 -10. You can't remember America's Independence Day on July 5th or July 3rd. 
Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back on Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack. And the Business of Being Black today is Juneteenth. Should it be a federal holiday? Please welcome the host of the African History Network show on 910 AM in Detroit, Michael Amotep, author and civil rights activist, Dr. Carl B. Mack, philanthropist, Freddie Taylor is with us, and community and influencer marketing manager, Eric Ford. Eric, when did you find out about Juneteenth? You're from Houston, you say? Correct. I am from, I'm born and raised in Houston, Texas. Yes. I am also born and raised in Houston, Texas. And so it was something that we grew up knowing about and celebrated every single year, whether it was a federal holiday or not. It was often uh, celebrated in our home, even before 1980. Uh, My grandparents and great grandparents would celebrate Juneteenth. So how did you find out about it? Um. I'm born in 1993. It's pretty much has been embedded in my entire life. Um, my mom's side of the family is from Texas. So they're from a small countryside called Coolidge, Texas, which is around Dallas. Um, most of my mom's family live around that area, the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, some of my mom's family moved to Houston and that's where I was born. But it literally has been something that's been embedded in my life since, I, since I've been there. So the celebration since then to now, has always continued. Even now that I'm living in New York City, it's something that I continue to celebrate and something that I continue to remember. Cause it really, it really is embedded into my blood. It's something that is really important to me, and it's about my history. Um, my history is super important to me. My grandparents are super important to me. So when I see things that are using our holiday as a mockery to me, it doesn't really make me feel well. Um, I think a lot of times in the East Coast, they are not very well versed on the things that have happened within the South and being a transplant here, sometimes it can be hard to hear people give out miscommunications or to use our days as a way to, you know, promote their own selves, but not really get back into the history of what it's for. And I think that we lose sight of that type of history when those things happen. So did you learn about it in school or did you learn about it from your family? A little bit of both. Um, it's not like within a textbook or anything, um, but it is something that has been talked about around school, but mostly within family. Um, being Black, I think this is something that is always innate to us, always telling our stories and passing them down. And that's just something that's been a part of our generations for a long time. It's interesting you say you didn't learn it in school. I actually learned about Juneteenth in school, but my school was a Black high school, uh, Jack Yates High School, which ironically was the high school that George Floyd uh, also attended. And we were taught about Juneteenth in high school. Now, I can't speak for my um, elementary school. It was an all-white school. <laughs> but but uh, middle school and high school, I definitely learned about Juneteenth in addition to um, family members. So, uh, Freddie, when did you learn about Juneteenth? It must have been about the early 2000s is when I learned. But that's wow. when- that comes from me digging it around into our history. I went to predominantly white schools, so obviously that wasn't in the curriculum or the conversation. Uh, I'm really surprised that my father didn't tell me about it. He was born in 1929 and it loves our history and uh, was born in Georgia, actually. So I'm kind of I'm kind of miffed on that. I'm going to have to follow up with him on that. But I think a lot of us uh, wasn't exposed to Juneteenth uh, until recently, right, which is another right. reason why I believe that it's good that it's a, a federal holiday to bring this information to the forefront, to have this conversation uh, centered around our history, our, our relationship with America, uh, with our community, right? And start to have these conversations because they're very important. So I like anything that shines a light 
on the underbelly of America that forces them to see them for them see themselves for for what they have done and what they have done to us, but to also kind of wake us up and give us an opportunity to bond uh, and build bridges to one another so that we can continue to be uh, the future that we need rather than just uh, middling around and not and not taking care of our business. Yeah. Um, Michael, I like how Dr. Max said, listen, we don't celebrate 9-11 on 9-10 and we don't celebrate mm-hmm. July 4th on July 3rd, uh, which brings me to ask, because black people and white people celebrate, uh, you know, and honor uh, those days in America, those th- those pieces of American history. So my question right. becomes, what should Juneteenth mean to non-black people in America? Well, uh, I think Juneteenth should mean uh, that they uh, be quiet and listen. And, uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. Because in my head, I was like, well, if you weren't a slave or you weren't ancestors of slavery, why do you care about Juneteenth? But okay, yeah, let's. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh they should they should care about Juneteenth also because this deals with the this deals with the history of this country and this deals with the Civil War. Reconstruction era, Jim Crow era, all this is connected, directly related to the um, the, the the increase in racism that we see today, uh, partly as a result of Donald Trump, January 6, 2021 insurrection, voter suppression laws, things like this. But at the, at the other part of it is when negative things happen to African-Americans, sooner or later, it's going to happen to white people, okay? If so, that's something else that they have to understand. But Americans are very ignorant of history. There was an article from uh, Time magazine that dealt with how 45 out of 50 states in this country uh, teach very little about the history of Reconstruction or don't teach it at all. There was a uh, study, there was an article, there was actually a study from Gallup that came out uh, June of 2021. New York Times has the article that deals with how a uh, little over 60% of Americans knew very little or nothing at all about Juneteenth. Well, this is directly well, related to the Civil War. About Americans knowing very little to nothing of Juneteenth. I mean, Freddie said he only learned of it in 2000. So mm-hmm. we're not just talking about white people. We're talking about right, exactly. black people, too. I, I, I can't tell you how mm-hmm. many of my friends had no idea what that was. And to be honest, even people in Texas just thought it was a day to celebrate and drink your red soda water and, and <laughs> right. eat, eat barbecue, watermelon. You know, right. Barbecue <laughs> yeah. and watermelon. And, um, but, but this is also, lastly, this is also connected to the the Tulsa race massacre, June 1st, 1921. All this history is connected as well. And very few people, a lot of people didn't know about the June 1st Tulsa race massacre also. Uh, And that's a national day of commemoration as well. But that history is is related also. So uh, we have to protect the history, correct the history. But this forces a conversation that a lot of people don't want to have, especially a lot of Republicans passing laws to suppress suppress this teaching of the history. There's another conversation that people don't want to have in America, and that conversation is reparations. So, Dr. Mm -hmm. Mack, I want to ask you, does the federalization of Juneteenth make for a stronger argument for reparations? No, they're two separate issues. And, and reparations, you know, if one understood history, the argument for reparations is very objective and unlike most who thinks it's subjective. But let me just go ahead and finish with Juneteenth. Okay. And if we want to talk about the importance of our history, I'll say it again. America would not allow you to celebrate the 4th of July on July 3rd. And if we want to talk, and, and what I cannot, what, what cries out to me loud, very loud, is that on June 20th, 1865, There were 250,000 black folks still enslaved in Kentucky. So if you want to make a federal holiday to mark the end of America's original sin, 
History clearly tells you that on December 6, 1865, when Georgia became the, the 27th of 36 states to ratify the proposal to end chattel slavery in this country, that is the day. And if, if we as Black folks, we always talk about Black economic empowerment, what more beautiful day could it be than December 6th? Because we're already in the Christmas season. So I've already professed and proclaimed in my life that on December 6th, I'm not shopping in honor of remembering the end of chattel slavery of our ancestors, in honor of Black economic freedom. I'm not shopping with no other business other than mine. My Hispanic brothers and sisters love you, but every penny of my money goes to Black-owned business. White folks, you ain't got a chance on December 6th. No other business gets my money on December 6th except Black-owned businesses as remembrance of the end of America's original sin of chattel. You don't necessarily have a problem with Juneteenth. You just no. be seven months later. It should be called December 10th. If you know, if you want to, if see the national holiday was established to, to, to remember America, the end of America's original sin, that mm -hmm. sin originally came to that sin came to an end with the passage of the 13th amendment on December 6th. Now, when you want to talk reparations, trust and believe, I will give you a very objective argument because they are two separate things. Just because you give me Juneteenth, don't mean that all of a sudden that's, a, you know, that takes care of reparations. Oh, no, right. because inside of reparations, there are some very objective arguments. And all I got to do is divert you all to the Mississippi letter of secession as one of my arguments. I can take you to December 6th, 1862, where America played paid white well, folks. Well, we're going to bring you back on the reparations show mm -hmm. for real, for real. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Um, oh, bring I me wanna, back for that I one, too. I want to know if black businesses, if 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 it's appropriate for black businesses to make money off Juneteenth. We'll talk about that when we return on Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack. And the Business of Being Black today is Juneteenth. Should it be a federal holiday? Now, Dr. Mack left us talking about how he will give all of his money and only his money to only black businesses on December 6th, because he says that's the day that slavery actually ended in America in 1865, not Juneteenth. So historically, America's got it all wrong. But I want to move into the money aspect of this, the economics of it all. Is it appropriate for black businesses to profit off of Juneteenth? Listen, we've had a couple of missteps by some companies out there. The first being Walmart uh, selling Juneteenth ice cream and uh, plates and cups and uh things of that nature. And they had to take them off the shelves because of the backlash that they received from it. So my question is, can black people, I know, I know a young lady who sells candles. She created Juneteenth candles. Can black people profit off of Juneteenth or is it just as bad? Freddie, let's go to you. Well, speaking as an entrepreneur uh, and someone that's as concerned about our economics in our community, I say absolutely. And we better because now that it's a federal holiday, uh, it's going to happen, right? Somebody is going to create products and services centered around this holiday, and it should be us, right? We should get some economic impact uh, and reprieve from that. I love it as an opportunity to gather white dollars and federal dollars and pour that into our community uh, because the wealth gap is crazy in our community, our economics. We need assistance. We need help. So this is another opportunity for us to get gather some of those dollars from outside of our community and bring it in. Uh, so I think the entrepreneurs 
uh, in our community need to be ambitious, they need to be bold, and they need to move quickly, because uh, Walmart has showed you, right, if it's going to be a federal holiday, these people are going to jump in on it. Uh, but like Dr. Max said, I think uh, centered around Juneteenth, we have to be very intentional about spending our money with our community, with the Black community, so we can circulate our dollars in our community. We talk about us spending $1.4 trillion a year, and what is it, 2 3% of that is maybe with Black businesses, right? Imagine if that number was 10% or 15%, uh, the type of impact that we could have. So I love Dr. Mack's uh, initiative on December 6th, but I just wish that extended the other 300 and, uh, 364 days of the year, and we were really dialed in being more intentional. Well, I mean, I mean it, 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 it can, Brother Taylor, if, if we were more socially conscious and, and understood our history. Now, as right. far as the question goes of should we capitalize on it? We are in a capitalistic society. They make money off of little baby Jesus day. They make money off mama's <laughs> day, daddy's day, king's day, president's day, every day. So in the case of Walmart, now, let me say this. Let's assume that it was a black owned business that made the ice cream. Make that money. I ain't got no problem with that. But if it was some white folks that made Juneteenth ice cream and stuck it on a label and now trying to do it. Okay, fine. Have the backlash, but the backlash ought to be understood who made that pro that, that 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 product. But to brother, I'm, I am absolutely with brother Taylor when it comes to Juneteenth and the sister that make the candles light up the damn world with Juneteenth. You said that you it, it would be great to have everyone kind of um, d dip into uh, the economics when it comes to black people profiting. Right. But my question is, will white people be eating Juneteenth ice cream? Will white people be eating, you know, using Juneteenth plates? I, I, I just wonder how much money black people can stand to make. Uh, uh, off of any other ethnicity in America during a black holiday. Well, I, I, th I think we have to remember that during all the other 364 days out of the year, we're not getting a dollar from their communities anyway, right? So any, any additional dollar that we would get from this holiday would be a bonus dollar for us. But I think it's an, it's, it is an opportunity because they celebrate, right? Everyone likes to have fun. They love to enjoy themselves. They're gonna have the cookouts. They're gonna buy materials for it. So why not supply that, if that supply that material there if there is a demand. I think we're missing a point. Eric, you, Eric, I want to get your take on this. Yeah. How do you feel about Juneteenth and uh, the profitization of it? I actually hate it. And I hate it from both sides. I hate it from people who are non-Black and I also hate it from people who are Black that are not from Texas. For me, this is our day. So if you're going to sell products to benefit off of that, even if you are Black, for me, there should be a donation process that's involved. Well, are we giving back to those those families that are in Texas that got that's been affected by this. I think there's sometimes that because things happen within the black community and it's not happening to all of us, that sometimes we feel like that we need to co-op the actual holiday itself so it can so we can all fit into it. And I don't think that's something that should be happening. I think that should be something that we should support. Everything doesn't happen to everyone within the black community at the same time. I think this is a day for black Texans to have. And I think people who profit off of that, no matter black or white, especially if they're not giving back to the people that they acted affected is doing harm to the actual history of what the holiday is supposed to represent. I think we lose that mindset when a lot of black people think, let me find this day because it's for black people. And I think it's not just for black people, but it's for black Texans. So let me ask you, you don't believe that it should be a federal holiday at all. I don't. 
I think it was great when I celebrated it with my family, with my friends within our communities, um, especially when it wasn't celebrated anywhere else. Moving to New York and the first time they started hearing about it was 2020. And now there's dance parties in the park. I don't know. That doesn't make me feel like you're actually celebrating the history of it. Are you talking about the history of it and where it comes from? Are you doing the actual rituals that came with it? You know, it was more than just a party. It's the time that we got together of a remembrance. It's not just a celebration. And I think they missed that part. Well, do we miss that part when it comes to Martin Luther King Day holiday? There are only um, 11 federal holidays throughout the year without Juneteenth. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday is the only one that's uh, centralized and celebrates the history of black people. So don't we do the same thing during Dr. Martin? Listen, I I know clubs that say, you know, celebrating. Come on out on Friday night. We're celebrating Dr. Martin Luther King. Happy hour all day. Like, <laughs> Do you feel the same way? I think that's great. But I think also pre before the night happens during the day, there's his his family is doing foundational work. Things are happening within the name of Martin Luther King that are supporting the that's supporting the community in that format, though. I know that people um, within the within the state that he came from do certain things during that time frame. And I don't think that it's something that needs to be co-opted. I think it's something that needs to be supported. But if it's not supporting the correct things, then I think we're, miss we're missing the point of it all. And it being federalized, I think it's great. There's brand awareness that it's there. But now it opened up a door to a lot of more people using and co-opting our day into something else that it was never meant to be. A lot of Black Texans in New York City don't like hanging out with a lot of different people during that time frame. So it's just a time that I normally will stay in my house because I'm not here to party with you. This is the time that I remember who my family is. Wow. Michael, um, Eric has uh, embarrassed me and shamed me and uh, completely humiliated me twerking during Dr. Martin Luther King's holiday and Juneteenth. How do you feel about his take on we should be educating and not celebrating, so to speak? Well, uh, I don't think he said you can't celebrate Juneteenth, but education is is core to this. It, it, when when I uh, oftentimes um, in Atlanta, they have a three day Juneteenth uh, <laughs> festival and, and parade and things like this. And I'm one I'm one of the speakers there. When I celebrate Juneteenth and what I teach, we need to focus on the, the real history of Juneteenth, mm -hmm. the history of the Civil War, Reconstruction, all that has to be encompassed into the celebration we need to deal with politics law and economic empowerment it's not that juneteenth can't be black folks fourth of july where you just have a cookout and drink beer things like this this cannot be that you can have a celebration of freedom you can have a celebration of what happens in 1865 but you have to understand that within a larger context we have to deal with the history also now i don't think uh, now uh, this is the first time i've heard about juneteenth candles i think we have to be careful about just putting juneteenth on everything and, and mm. it's that cheapens it okay uh, well, she put the should... colors in there she put the colors in there too <laughs> we, we can deal with economic empowerment. We should be spending our dollars with African-American-owned businesses during Juneteenth and that weekend. Just, and the same thing with December 6th. But I think we have to be careful about cheapening it. And because uh, oftentimes, you know, we end up taking on the habits of our oppressors many times. OK, and we don't want to do the same thing. So uh, the June having the Juneteenth plates and all that. No, you can sell plates on Juneteenth. Okay, they can be you know they, they can be red, red, and blue, but I don't think you should just put Juneteenth on everything though at the same time. All right. Well, there is a huge movement in the United States to prevent the teaching of critical race theory in parts of the nation's history. Does the federalization of Juneteenth make it harder for our history to be buried? We're gonna ask Dr. Mack when we get back. Uh, no relation. 
on Business of Being Black on Fox Cold. Welcome back to the Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack, where we are talking about today, Juneteenth. Should it be a federal holiday or nah? Dr. Mack, look, there's a huge movement in the United States to prevent the teaching of critical race theory and parts of the nation's history. Does the federalization of Juneteenth make it harder for our history to be buried or does it make uh, or, or does it? actually open it up so that we can learn about it. Because if it's a federal holiday, you got to teach it in school, right? The students have to know why this is a national holiday. See, you got to teach it. No, you know, look, these fools are absolutely showing you, you ain't got to do nothing. I will <laughs> sign a bill that says you better not even say gay, let alone start teaching about black folks and, wow. and what happened. See, to understand our history, see, see the important thing about history is brother Malcolm said, brother Malcolm said this, he said, of all of our studies, history is best qualified to reward our research. When you find that you have a problem, all you have to do is study the historical methods with people with problems like yours. When you know how they solve theirs, you know how you solve yours. So see, the problem with, with studying our history is the fact that now they want to say, well, it's going to make you hate white folks. No, what it's going to do is it's going to explain to me why I'm living in the ghetto and I ain't got the kind of schools you got. Food. That's what it's going. It's going to help to explain to me why black families were broken up so so desperately. It's going to help explain to me why there are more blacks in prison than what's happening in whites. It helps me to explain that this country has a system of racism that has been in place from the day that we were brought to these shores. But to deny that history, to deny that history, and to allow them to do it, and, and this is what's absolutely asinine about it. Our public tax dollars, my money and everybody on this show, all of our dollars go to support public schools. Yet we will allow white folks to say, but this is what we're going to teach. You done lost your ever loving rabbit mind with that nonsense. Because see, right now, if I help buy that bicycle and when it comes my time to ride the bicycle, damn it, I'm going to pedal that bicycle. When it comes to teaching our history, we cannot allow. But because we don't know our history, which is why they made Juneteenth a federal holiday and did it wrong. If you want to pay homage to America's original sin, it should be December 6th. We as Black folks, when we understand our history, we won't allow this kind of nonsense to take place. We will own ours. Now, as far as the commercialization of it, I'm going to say this to you. I love to get deep inside of the experience of what happened to Black folks studying Black history. But trust and believe, on December 6th, Sister Tammy, if you want to show up at my place and twerk on December 6th when we spend money with nothing but Black folks, do what you do, sister, because okay. I'm going to drink, I'm going to party, I'm going to have a good time, because all this other time, I am studying our experience, but we are not a subdued people, and just because I celebrate don't mean that my heart and spirit ain't down with what happened to our folks in this country. No, that's a great point, great point. Um, I According to the Washington Post, two states, Delaware and Kentucky, and Dr. Mack has talked about it already, mm -hmm. uh, allowed slavery until the 13th Amendment uh, was ratified six months after Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. So should we actually be celebrating this day that Dr. Mack is talking about, Freddie, on December 6th? I say, why can't we celebrate both of them, right? Like if they, they made it a federal holiday, let's go ahead and, and celebrate uh, Juneteenth just to uh, revel in the opportunity to have these conversations about yeah. our history, our nation's history, and our, our place on this planet. 
Uh, but also on December the 6th, I, let's go for both of them. I think more than merit. America needs to have more conversations about its dirty history uh, and what it's done to our people. I think that this ties into my, my point with tying this into reparations was we're going to need allies to push this over the edge. We're going to need young white boys and white girls to be educated enough to understand what this country has done in order to start backing us on this mission to get uh, repaired as a people. I think that that's our number one issue. We need reparations. So any any type of movement in that direction, I'm going to support it wholeheartedly. So let's celebrate December 6th, September 6th, uh, uh, November 6th. Right? I want to. I want all. January, February, March, April 6th. Yes, yes, okay. ma'am. Um, I I saw a meme the other day uh, <laughs> that said what America thinks it is, and the photograph was Superman. And then it said what America really is. And the photograph was Lex Luthor. Uh, so I thought that was quite interesting, uh, uh, a reference of American history there. Uh, Michael. Yes. Should we, I, what I really want to know is we, we barely knew about Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. And now Dr. Mack wants us to know about December 6th. Why don't we know about these dates? Why? Because powerful people never teach you how to take power away from them. You have to, you have to take it, you have to take it yourself. A people's history and culture teaches them how to deal with the problems of the past and the present and the future to meet the needs of the community. It's the same reason why they want slaves to learn to read and write. Absolutely. Okay. One of the first things we did when we learned to read and write is wrote our own freedom papers and ran away because (laughs) most likely the slave patroller, who was a poor white man who, who stopped you. He was illiterate, so you could give him any sheet of paper and tell him those are your freedom papers. Okay. Wow. When you under when you this is why I tell people go to archives.gov and loc.gov, which is the Library of Congress, read all these documents, read the Declaration of Independence, read the US Constitution. If we understood the US Constitution, we would we could flip this stuff overnight. We so, don't so understand Michael, how all this stuff is connected. And, and, and so, Michael, let me end on that. So, 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 Tammy, to this point of learning to read and write and thinking critically and the Constitution, here's my argument for reparations. See, the argument against reparations is that everybody who was slave owners is dead. Everybody who was slaves are dead. Everybody who were direct descendants of slave owners are dead. Everybody who was direct descendants of slaves are dead. So why, unless you can find an entity that is alive today, that was alive yesterday, that benefited directly from slavery, nobody should have to pay. Okay, I'm going to accept that. So as Brother Michael steered us so directly, Let's go to the Constitution of the United States. And I want all of you out there to look up Article 1, Section 9 of the Constitution. Here you go. That piece says this, the migration or importation of such persons as any of the states now existing shall think proper to admit should not be prohibited by the Congress prior to the year 1808. Right. But a tax or a duty may be imposed on such importation, not exceeding $10 for each person. In layman's terms, what that is saying is that that is talking about the transatlantic slave trade and what America said, the only entity in this country who can collect a tax is the United States government. That government that collected a tax in 1788, is that same government alive today? Mm -hmm. Yes. Did they benefit directly? Yes. How do you know that, Dr. Mack? Well, that's what the Constitution said. And as far as America is concerned, the Constitution is arguably the most powerful document in the history of this country. So when I want to argue reparations, I'm going to tell America, you collected a tax of up to $10 for every one of my ancestors that you imported into this country from 1788 to 1808. I didn't make that up. 
It's in your constitution. I didn't make it up. That's just one argument. I'm there it is. Right there. That's a, that's can, a pretty can, solid argument there. Michael. Can I you, yeah. Yes. So that's Article 1, Section 9, Clause 1 of the U.S. Constitution. Now, to, to, so, so that helps to lay a legal foundation for reparations. That's and the right. reason why is because uh, the, the, the United States entered into international treaties with other European nations to abolish the international transatlantic slave trade, just as Great Britain did. All the Africans who, but see what happened was the, the white men here in this country violated federal law and they kept bringing Africans into this country. So all the Africans that were brought in from January 1st, 1808 to about July, 1860, when the Clotilda comes into Alabama was illegal based upon federal law. They're documented court cases to document this. And then one of the largest court cases is the US Supreme Court case, United States versus the Amistad, 1841 US Supreme Court case. And those Africans captioned in Sierra Leone, uh, Joseph Q and, and the others, they, they won their freedom in the US Supreme Court the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that one, it was illegal for them to be captured because it violated international law. Two, they ruled that they were never slaves and they had the right to take up arms and have a mutiny on the ship. And three, they ruled that it was illegal for that ship to come into U.S. waters. So, well, so I they, think so we they got their free. Solve the whole reparations issue in a matter of ten seconds here, guys. <laughs> see, see, these are legal foundations for reparations. <laughs> And let's another move, one is uh, the Black Let's move it back to trade. Juneteenth, though. Yeah, I want to steer us back to Juneteenth because I see y'all trying to get y'all money. Y'all want America to run. <laughs> 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 and we're going to make sure that uh, we put y'all on the committee to run <laughs> our money without a doubt. Uh, this has been a great conversation. When we get back, I want to do a... Um, I want to do a lightning round. I want each of you to tell me uh, your thought as to why uh, Juneteenth should be a federal holiday and why it should not be when we return on Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I am Tammy Mack. And the Business of Being Black today is Juneteenth. Should it be a federal holiday? Yeah or nah? Let's go to a lightning round right about now. I just want to know why Juneteenth should or should not be a federal holiday. Eric, let's kick it off with you. I'm going to say it shouldn't. Um, it doesn't hold any meaning to the rest of the nation as of right now. I think it's something that's really honed on into Texas. And I think that we really want to have our holiday back and celebrate it the correct way. Um, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Michael. Yes, it should be a federal holiday. It forces a conversation then with our, our history and the history of slavery that a lot of people don't want to have. But we have to correct the history and protect the history and teach the real history of Juneteenth, the Civil War, Reconstruction, the history of this country. And it's also important to keep in mind, in 1910, 90% of African-Americans lived in the South. A lot of them came from Texas who were here in Detroit right now. So um, it, it's more than just a Texas thing as well. It, it, it deals with all African-Americans. All right. If we go look, if we're going to keep it 100 and say it's about correcting the history, then we got to mark that December 6th date that Dr. Mack has been oh, talking absolutely. about 1865. Right. Absolutely. That's thir that's 13th Amendment. That there deals with the Reconstruction era. Absolutely. Freddie, should uh, Juneteenth be a federal holiday? Yeah or nah? 
I'm going with yes. I think it should be a federal holiday just again to shine the light on America's underbelly and to give us an opportunity to unify and come together, right? One more reason for us to come together as a people, uh, to spend our money with each other, to celebrate with one another, to remember our ancestors, remember the contributions to humanity uh, that they've given, to, to remember all of the things that they endured, but to also bring in the rest of the nation into our story, right? So that they can get to know us better and understand us better. And then uh, finally, I'll end with this federal holiday, that means there's going to be federal money doled out, right? So let's try to get involved with these programs. Let's get on these committees so that we can guide and stir some of that money into our economy that we so desperately needed. And Brother Eric was talking about uh, the importance of giving back if you're going to capitalize on this opportunity. I think that giving back is important, but I think the federal government should lead, uh, lead that give back effort, and we need to be involved in that. Uh, so I, I like it as a federal holiday. Uh, and I hope that it brings us closer together as a people and reminds us that we got a lot of work to do. Ah, I love that. Dr. Mack, it's on you. Should there be a federal holiday to commemorate the end of America's original sin? Absolutely. That day is absolute. That's December 6th. That's the day that Georgia became the 27th of 36 states to ratify the proposal known as the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery throughout the country. On June 19th, Better yet, on June 20th, 1865, there were 225,000 Black folks still enslaved in Kentucky and Delaware. And to think that we're going to say that this commemorates the end of America's original sin, let's speak the truth to, to, to our situation. And so should Juneteenth be a federal holiday? Absolutely not. Should there be a federal holiday to commemorate the end of America's original sin? Absolute December 6th. Dr. Mack, Martin Luther King Jr.'s holiday is not on his birthday. Okay, I get that. I understood the rationale behind that. I get that. But again, everybody knew that that holiday is not Dr. King's day. Everybody knew that that's not the day he was born. But when you say that Juneteenth celebrates the end of America's uh, uh, original sin, and I'm saying if we have the opportunity to get our history right, why not do that? Ah, so you're saying let the date be a fact. <clears throat> and, and But beyond that, Sister Tammy, I'm trying to imagine being one of the 225,000 Black folks in Kentucky and Delaware and everybody saying slavery is over. It's over. I'm like, what the hell you mean it's over? Fam, I'm here. See the shackles on me. Get me out of here. Right. Right. So tell us about your Black Heritage calendar. So what I did was to that point of Brother Taylor saying that he want to see Black history every day of the year. That's every, beautiful. Day, every day of the year. And, and Sister Tammy, I sent you one of these. So every day of the year, um, I feature somebody out of Black history. And so there's a table of contents in which um, literally uh, you have you can find almost anybody that you're looking for. But the uniqueness of the calendar is it's not that I got 300, and it's not 365, it's 366 people in the calendar. And so it's not that I just chose 366 people and stuck them on a, on a day. Everybody that's featured on this day is on a day significant in our life. So it, you know, as we were sitting there talking about um, December 6th, as you can see, uh, and I don't know if you guys can see that, but on December 6th, I have the 13th Amendment. And at the bottom of the page, I said, if ever there should be a national holiday celebrating the freedom of Blacks, 
This day has my vote. Besides, it's the holiday season and thus it would be Black Friday. On this day, we should commit to shop only at a Black-owned business. December 6th, Black Freedom and Economic Day, I shall patronize Black-owned businesses only, unapologetically only. I love that. I, 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 I would love to use that calendar on my radio show and every day just give a historical- There's one coming your that. way. I love it. Uh, Freddie, tell us about Black Math Genius and your Black History Trivia Decks. Uh, yes. Uh, so you can check us out at blackmathgenius.com where we mix history along with mathematics to inspire our children to greatness. Uh, there is a wealth gap that we've noticed uh, inside of our community, and we attack that with a, in that problem in a very specific way by igniting our children in the fields of mathematics, because those fields, those fields that pay the most in the workforce, engineering, computer science, and all of that is heavy math based, and we're finding that our children are falling behind early in schools. So instead of complaining about it, we decided to create a curriculum and a program that speaks to the heart of who our students are, right? Because little black boys and little black girls deserve to grow up knowing that mathematics was was discovered on the planet by people that look like them, that came from places that they came they come from, because it inspires them and it lets them know that they're capable, it builds confidence in them, and they achieve. Uh, so that's the melding of our history and our mathematics. Uh, but then our Black History Flashcard series is our number one bestseller. You can check us out at store.urbanintellectuals.com. Uh, we take uh, history facts and put them into a flashcard form because it just makes it easy and simple to learn mathematics. But it all at the core of all of these movements that we do is, is confidence in our children. Uh, confidence is the key trait that we need. And when our youngsters grow like, it's like Furious Style said in Boys in the Hood. Mathematics is it's not subjective. So right. once you know math, you know math. You can't lose. They can't beat you at it. It is what it is. Right. Uh, Eric, please tell us about your projects, your upcoming projects. Yeah. So right now I am partnering with one of my good friends here to build a black and social um, community group. So it's really just a lot of us who work, who are black, who work in social, we pretty much run that internet. And so for us, we are really building a community of us to give each other tips, to work on different things that are happening within the social scope, um, to give out jobs when they're needed to be. Um, sometimes we miss out on things like that because we are black and POC within these spaces. And Although that we are the blueprint for how they create content, we're not normally the ones that are able to do it. So this is just us building that way for, for us to do that on a daily basis, um, especially as millennial Gen Zers who are taking storm on a digital scope. So this is what we have been planning so far. Um, it's still in the works, but I'm really okay. excited about it. Great. Michael, you have quite a few projects. So talk to us about <laughs> Juneteenth, Lecture Digital Download and the African History Network. Well, I do a, a lecture dealing with the history of Juneteenth, the Civil War, Reconstruction, uh, Dr. King's Poor People's Campaign, uh, 40 Acres and a Mule. So it's about a two and a half hour lecture and Juneteenth is part of that history. Uh, we have it at uh, theafricanhistorynetwork.com. It's on DVD and digital download and I also teach uh, two uh, online history courses on Saturdays and Sundays, 10 week online history courses uh, from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968 and um, Ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, what they didn't teach you in school. In that second class, we deal with 50,000 years of history. That's at theafricanhistorynetwork.com. 
Thank you so much, Dr. Mack. Thank you, Freddie. Thank you, Michael. And thank you, Eric. Claudia Jordan and TGIF is up next. That is The Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. Thank you so much for celebrating Juneteenth with us on this day. Sorry, Dr. Mack. It's Juneteenth. Sorry. (laughs) 